Your kids will love McDonald's Happy Meal. It's food and fun in a box. It's a hamburger or cheeseburger, regular-sized fries, regular-sized soft drink, and a McDonaldland cookie sampler. It all comes in a Happy Meal box with games, puzzles, jokes, and a prize. A prize? It's a hamburger or cheeseburger, regular-sized fries, regular-sized soft drink, a McDonaldland cookie sampler with games, puzzles, jokes, and a prize. I said Happy Meal. Nobody can do it like McDonald's can. It's time for another episode of 2.52 with your host, Kuwata Kurt, Frank G, and Ralphie B. Oh, oh man. So, so the topic, 79? Yeah, pretty much 78, 79. How far back do you remember? You, you should remember back there, right? Uh, it's, it's vague and spotty, but uh, shit. 79 comes to mind more because I remember that long car ride from Chicago to right. uh, California. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I remember the same, same experience for me, 1979, <laughs> first time on an airplane flying from New York to California. Nice. So you guys both yeah. made that trip at the same time pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You came down in 79 also? I came in 79, yeah. Yeah, we really were. It was like that whole sort of settler generation there where everybody that bailed out of all the other states that were failing moved to California yeah. in the late 70s. And you know what? I think almost everyone had the same reason. They all had a sibling or a friend that was here, and they came out here to meet up with them and then just ended up staying. That's, that's, uh, that's our story. My uncle lived out here. He was working for PG&E. And uh, he was in the military at the time, so that's why he was stationed down here. And uh, right. a, lot, a lot of a lot of people were coming through Travis. It was, a, yep, yep. it was a good place for everybody to mix together at that time. You know, now it's yeah. probably too crowded there for that to happen again successfully. I oh, think yeah, you're right. Yeah, there was space yeah, then. Yeah, there was plenty of space. Fairfield was kind of a pro-bunk town. I think there was probably less than five thousand people who lived here. When. Um, and there was like no, 70,000 when I was there. Yeah, it was like, I remember seeing the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, the sign when coming in, population 65,000. I remember that distinctly or in like the early 80s. So, um, no, yeah. like 50,000 no people. Yeah, because it was yeah. like 72 in the, in the mid 80s. So they, they, yeah. they go up or down from there. Really? You think there was that many people? There was, I just really yeah, thought yeah, like there was but, like nobody uh, it's, it's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's because you were isolated in where you were living. But this, it's a, <laughs> it's a especially for, uh, you know, the commerce and things that go on here. I mean, the mall's been a draw for as long as it's been here. <clears throat> I've heard people that but, live yeah. I thought the mall, the mall didn't get there until like the early 80s, though, right? Yeah. I, that's true. Just, and ever since it's been here, it's been a draw. You want to know the number and, and be shocked? Po- population Fairfield, oh. California, 2014, 109,320. So 110,000 people there now. So that's a lot of people. When we were talking about 60 and 70,000 starting to get crowded. Right. It's wow. almost doubled. That is crazy. Damn. And now nobody goes to the mall. Just, you know, it's, it's funny, too, because that's just that, that's the census, and you know not everyone participates in the census. 
Yeah, right. Sure. A lot of people are like I don't want the I don't want the government know that I'm here. It's like, no, it's okay. They already know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> sign the paper, man. Sign the damn paper, man. Whatever. <laughs> they come get How us. Get us all. One. <laughs> <laughs> you live in this three bedroom townhouse by yourself. Yeah. Okay. Just me, motherfucker. <laughs> That's right. Now get out of here. Get off my lawn. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. There's some other things but, that, that happened in uh, in 79 while we were still on there. Is, uh, let's see here. The Happy Meal was brand new that year. There you go. That's good news. You remember those things popping oh. out for the first time? I, I definitely remember, remember going. Remember going to McDonald's was always like a special, like a special occasion for us. It's like, hey, we're gonna go to McDonald's. Like, really? We get to go to McDonald's, and I remember um, getting my first um, Happy Meal, and this was when it was like in the box. And it had the, the, the poke out puppets. Right. Remember, it was like they had the, the poke out. It's like it was like the hamburger and grimace and everything, and you would poke them out. And you can play with them, like bend their little feet back until they can stand. <laughs> yeah, I remember those things. Whoa! And yes. that was like because I it was like before that there was a toy in the box. The box was the, the box. Was the toy. toy. It had the activities on it, like there was like always like a maze or something that you can do. Right. And you had the so much fun. Puck. Yeah. Yeah, well, you weren't supposed to sit there that long. So that was just enough to keep you entertained for 15 minutes. (laughs) Well, I I do, but I remember that the the, the McDonald's on, um, that that was next to our house on North, no, the one on North Texas, yeah, the one on North Texas and Pacific. It used to have a, uh, not a play area, but they had a uh, area in the back that was reserved for birthday parties. And I always mm. wanted to have a birthday party in the back of the McDonald's. I was like, man, I, I just got to have it. And there was that one year, and I think I was maybe six, six or seven, eight maybe, and my mom rented out the back of the McDonald's for me to have my birthday party. I probably was was it, because I remember the pictures. I was really little. And I just remember that. Was it everything you dreamed it would be? <laughs> I remember that was looking at the pictures. There was no other happier cool water Kurt when I got to blow out my candles with my Ronald McDonald hat, birthday hat on, had the balloons up. It was so seventies, early eighties with the pictures with everybody's style and everything. And you know, I was just blowing out the candle. I was so happy. Did Grimace show up? Birthday party at the McDonald's. You know what I? Couldn't tell you if they had somebody that was in a costume or not, but it was like definitely was like a little back cubby of the McDonald's that you can reserve for birthday parties. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. I don't. I never had a party there, but I think I went to one. <laughs> it's like cool, free McDonald's. We just have to bring a present. Oh, all right. That McDonald's went through some renovations, but uh, yeah, that used to be uh, an event. We get to go to McDonald's. <laughs> now it's like, oh, we have to go to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> the way things have changed. But, you know, if you compare the McDonald's that we were having back then with the ones that you would get now, I bet you it's a lot different. You know, the, the years of, of processing and chemicals and all that shit have changed the food from what we were eating then to whatever they're serving now. Yeah. 
Well, it's not beef. I can tell you that. <laughs> you know those little songs all through? To all beef patties. You don't hear that song no more. To all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed. Fun. Hey, action. Ignite. You deserve a break today at McDonald's. Far out. Even the fries used to be cooked in the beef fat, you know, and now they're not. And it's yeah. like, well, these aren't even right anymore. But the, you know, it's like now you look at the menu. It's like, wait a minute, how come all this stuff says premium food now? Premium chicken. What were you giving us before? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still get the bullshit chicken. That's a dollar less. All right, fuck the cook. Pouring in my hand for a dime. <laughs> what the fuck is a nugget? <laughs> well, what the fuck is a McRib? <laughs> like, what? I'm saying. I don't even. Like, if you ever now look at it. You have to kiss McDonald's ass just because now they decided to have breakfast all day. <laughs> like, you are the last restaurant to serve breakfast all day. <laughs> and conveniently, the last restaurant you usually turn to for <clears throat> breakfast, so it works out. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, though, no, are in the mood it, for... It, 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 yeah, I was about to say, whenever I'm on, like, vacation, for some reason, McDonald's is like... If I'm like, if we're out of town or we're doing anything, for some reason, McDonald's is the place that I do like to go for my breakfast. We yeah, had, uh, usually because like, when we're out of town, though, we're in Vegas or something, and we've blown our wad, and it's like, yeah, looks like it's a McDonald's yeah. day. <laughs> Last day in <laughs> Vegas. Yeah. We ate so many McDonald's in the maybe 18 months on the road that I just can't even smell it driving past anymore. Like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah, I used to I wonder as a kid, yeah. I could eat this every day, you know, and they say, no, you couldn't. I said, I bet you I could. Well, I tried, and you can, but after about a year and a half, you're, you're done with that now. Like, can't we just yeah, have, like. I like, had a Burger King club work there, and we were eating, like, Whoppers all the time. And it was like, well, if I'll never get tired of a Whopper, I got tired of a Whopper. I haven't had a Whopper in probably 10 years. So it's like the last time I had like a sat down, like, let me get a Whopper. Uh, Whopper whoppers were the, uh, for me, the around that age when uh, Pup was working there, that was the Holy Grail burger because it was kind of uh, just out of your price range, but, you know. I'm going to treat myself and have a Whopper with cheese. (laughs) With cheese, you rich motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I remember that. It was really balling if you got bacon on it. Oh, shit. Cheese and bacon? Uh, Nope. I remember getting yelled at when uh, we went to Carl's Jr. once, and the the sign was like, you know, add cheese, 10 cents. And then then my parents come like, fucking 10 cents for a slice of cheese. Blah, 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 blah. Like went on for like twenty five minutes. I said, "Well, normally it just says you know hamburger fifty nine, cheeseburger sixty nine. Isn't that the same fucking thing?" And then they got really mad. It's <laughs> 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 always ten oh, cents. Man. They just itemized it. Oh, you know. It's, but yeah, that's that was the beginning of you know a la carte. You can add it. It's like that because if you want to add twelve slices of cheese for a dollar twenty, we'll make that nasty shit for you. you know? Oh, oh God! I, I've seen I've people do it. A- you're I was going to say uh, in and out burgers where they've got like a hundred patties and a hundred pieces of cheese. Like what the fuck? <laughs> no, thanks. No, thank you. I don't want to eat you, my burger got... with a spoon. <laughs> I'll have a cup of burger, please. When TMC would go to Jack in a box and order a jumbo Jack with cheese and a chicken patty in the middle. 
And they were like, excuse me? Yes, I want a double jack with cheese, extra cheese and bacon, and a chicken patty in the middle of that son of a bitch. They make that <laughs> now like, okay. by default, don't they? Somebody has that. Maybe it's Carl's Jr. that has the hamburger with a chicken patty and a hot dog or some shit going on. Oh, man. Mm. We're like, just getting way too gluttonous. Like, I'm glad I'm not a fat kid anymore because I'd be dead. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We went to this <laughs> place and it was like um, they had a one pound burger. Like it was a pound of ground beef on a bun. And it had toothpicks and stuff holding the bread <laughs> on the meat. And I was like, oh, I, was, I looked at that. I was like, there's no way. Fuck. It's like eating I'm a meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. Right. PMC was like, I got this, Kurt. Smash cut to him in the bathroom over the toilet as all one pound of that burger came out. <laughs> it was not good. He said he died a little bit in the back and nobody knew because he couldn't even scream out for help. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. It ruined the work there, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I've never vomited a log of ground beef, but I can kind of imagine it's probably not good. It would probably look like in uh, Poltergeist 2 where he barfs up that demon thing. and you know, that's pretty. Uh, oh, intense. right. <laughs> oh, let's see. Also, all in, right. Uh, so, of '79, we had the Dukes of Hazard debuted. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. All you never saw been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. That's interesting. Before oh. I, before we knew it was racist stuff, even though it kind of wasn't, but it was because they had that flag. But you know, back then it was a yeah, little bit more innocent. <laughs> so removing yeah, the racism you know, from I, it. You know. I'm not going to talk about the Dukes of Hazard through now. I can. I'm, I will talk about the Dukes of Hazard as a kid. Exactly. I like the show. I like the, the, yeah, for the, sure. the driving, the car chases, the jumps, the, you know, the way Bo and Luke Duke had to get in the car through the window. I liked all that shit as a kid. I had no idea exactly what I was looking at, you know. Right. How come there are no black people in Hazard County? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, it, well there was one in the, time, in the next you know, county over. <laughs> you know, it was like this. When at that time watching TV, you know, I didn't really see a lot of, you know, just wasn't a lot of diversity on television at that time. So you just kind of took yeah. that face that I have yeah. not watched. I like these characters. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like one of those things where you don't want to ruin your childhood by going back and looking at things that you're like, oh, wait, oh. Actually, <laughs> if, you, uh, if you watch them now, it's not, it's, it's, it's pretty much what you remember. You know, there's, there, there was no hidden secret motivation in there. They were just being good old boys, you know, before that had a connotation yeah. attached. Yeah. yeah. That, and, uh, yeah, like you said, face value, they had cool jumps every week. They destroyed pop cars. They ran from the law. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, they shot flaming explosive arrows. There was nothing nothing to dislike as saying. a 10-year-old boy yeah, or whatever. Yeah, nothing to a uh, 10-year-old boy. Um, uh, my, wife's, uh, my wife's parents, uh, her, her stepfather, the kid was getting rid of a bunch of clothes because they're all big stuff. And they're like, oh, we'll give it to the boys because they're smaller boys. 
And um, Kanan, uh, my 13-year-old, I, I think he was actually 12 at this time, he grabbed the shirt. It was an old-school, like, for real, for real, Dukes of Hazard t-shirt. <laughs> and when he pulled it out, I kind of had this look like, ah. Oh. <laughs> and he came and slapped it on, and I was like, all right. And he, he just wears that shirt. And I'm like, you know, I, feel there's a, I have a funny feeling in my stomach, but then again, I did love the show. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would have worn that. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, 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 it kind of sucks that it's uh, you know that it's gotten that. Uh, yeah, because all the shirts that, that that it has, it has the general, it, it has the general, the general lead on the shirt. Yeah, and it's <laughs> a cool looking fucking. Uh, you got, flag, you got I mean, the stars. Oh. You got the stars and bars off the shirt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah when I was when I was out and I was into that, and you know, we used to draw it and then like attach it to our bikes and run around, ride around, going yeehaw and shit. But when we were drawing yeah. that, we didn't. I just thought it was a cool ass logo. I don't know what the hell it was. <laughs> I was seven they, years they old. Didn't know, yeah, yeah. Of course, they didn't really teach us. I mean, they told us about the Civil War, but they didn't really kind of break it down. You know, like I think I saw this on I mean, some guy's truck one day. <laughs> that was the yeah, extent you know, of the knowledge. Like, that, you know, that actually happened at my job a couple of weeks ago. Um, there was a whole uproar because the guy came to work and he had, he was prominently displaying the stars and bars on his truck. And some people were like, uh, yeah, uh, and kind of came in and there was kind of a whole thing and management had to get involved. They had to ask him to, and, you know, he was like, that's my ride and blah. There was a whole thing. And, you know, it was just like, wow. Because it's just like, mm. you know, and I understand, you know, people feel like they have they, they have the right to express what they want and do what they want. This America's a free country. And it's like, yeah, you're right. For everything that you're saying, you're absolutely right. You know, however, it is a symbol of, some people look at it as, it's a symbol of hate. You know, you may not feel that way, but there are plenty of people who do. And I'm of the ilk that, you know, it's already, it's to me, it's just easier when racists want to probably display who they are. It's easier to point them out in the crowd. Because yeah. right now, I just assume that everyone is the enemy. <laughs> yeah, you walk into They're a crowd <laughs> and find a bunch yeah. of bald white guys gathered together with some boots on. You probably yeah. know to avoid them. You know, it's a good deal. I just, I just no, assume. Exactly. Or that, or young teenage boys with trench coats. I just assume <laughs> they're all bad. <laughs> Except for TC, because he was harsh. <laughs> there you go. They're all bad. <laughs> you know. But yeah, actually, you actually want to hold the label saying that I'm one of the worst ones. And okay. Oh, yeah. You know, TC would get kicked out of school so fucking fast today. Like the yeah, first day he showed up that way, they'd send his ass home. Yeah. Know, speaking of taking things to school, you know what? I kind of feel like, and this is probably the old man in me saying this. But I feel like there's a wide epidemic going on in our schools today where kids are getting really violent towards teachers when they get their cell phones confiscated. And I think across the board, there should be just don't allow it all schools. Just, you know, at this point on, just don't bring your cell phone to school. You don't fucking need it. You know, it's like, what if there's an emergency? Okay, you know what? There's never a fucking emergency. (laughs) You know, and the one time that there is, the one time that there is, we'll take care of it. Like we used to back in the day. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I need my phone just in case there's an emergency. You need your phone so you can talk, text, look at the internet, Snapchat, Instagram. That's what you're doing every single day. There's no emergency. There's never an emergency. 
I know. Yeah. What I'm saying. And if there is, they don't need 90 people calling it in at the same time and tying up the lines. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where I just kind of feel like, and again, I, I will admit, this is, is definitely the, the old fogey in me, but it's like, you're getting so many people, and it's just like, this is just another headache and another excuse and another distraction because you know people are, they're not leaving it in their backpacks. Obviously, they're using their phones. They're doing this. They're doing that. That's why the teachers are like, hey, give me your phone. I'm teaching the class. You're on your phone. You're like, oh, I'm just sending this text real quick. Or none of all of that is bad. You shouldn't be doing it in the first place. You know? I mean, think about my son. You know, I look and see. It's like, wait, he's on his phone. And it's like, dude, why are you even using your your phone while you're at school? Like, it shouldn't, you shouldn't be using it at all between these times. It's supposed to be in your backpack. Yeah, exactly. You cut it on when you're either calling me or you're calling your mom to be like, oh, I'm out, where are you at? I'm over here. Actually, when his mom now, he just walks because he actually, they actually moved. So he actually walks home from school now before, you know, he always mm-hmm. got picked up. And whenever I do, I, I have to pick him up. And sometimes there's just a sea of children out there, and I'm like, I can't, I can't pick them out. Where, where the hell are you? <laughs> yeah, uh, all these, all these kids look the same nowadays, too. It's crazy. Yeah, well, you saw that one the other yeah. day that's been going around with, <clears throat> with the cop flipping the chick over and throwing her across the room and all that shit. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a that. complete overreaction for sure. But up until that point, she had already told the teacher five or six times to you know fuck off. I'm not putting my phone away. And then the security right. came in there, and she told him two or three times, no, I'm not putting it away. Then when he tried to take it, she punched him a couple times. So it's like, yeah, it's an overreaction for sure. Oh. But it was kind of provoked beforehand. You know, it didn't just come in there with yeah. the intention of beating her ass. You know, she, right. well, yeah. They don't but give a the shit about day, authority anymore. It's the thing. They're just like, fuck yeah. you, I'm going to do what I want. I mean, if not that, I mean, there should be like a, maybe maybe like a thing on the on the wall or something where, you know, you go into class, put your phone right here. That's where it's at. Yeah. Turn it off, put it right here. It's right here where you can see it. Everybody can see their goddamn phone. Ain't nobody taking anything. But you don't need it on your person in class. You know, they have. Okay, de- they also have devices that are technically not legal in this country, but they could be adopted. The jammer, so they are. right? Just fucking jam the whole. Every classroom cannot get any signal until the, if there's an emergency, they punch a button that disables the jammers. You know? Yeah, yep. You can do it. that way. You can't even do it. You can't send a text. You can't call. You can't but, get on the internet. You can't do anything. But what if they have a trace buster buster to bust that tracer? <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy would need signal to, to be able to do that. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. If everything's jammed, you can't even unjam the jam. <laughs> Unless you work in the office. Yeah, we would have found a way. What we can do is we can paint all the classrooms with lead paint. Because that would do it. would just jam the <laughs> there signal we go. Full in circle. the classroom. And as long as the kids don't lick the walls, everyone should be fine. Try some more. The strawberries taste like strawberries. The snozberries taste like snozberries. Snozberries? Who ever heard of a snozberry? We are the music makers. And we are the dreamers of dreams. There you go. Don't worry about the asbestos in the ceiling or the lead on the walls. (laughs) It's for your protection. I mean, at the end of the day, at the, at the end of the day, I mean, these are definitely situations that they didn't happen. And, you know, obviously, there wasn't even around. And even 
during the later parts of school, not many people even had cell phones, but we did have pagers. Right. But not even everybody had a pager. Exactly. There was only like a, a pager at school. Only still like a few people that had pagers. And even then, it wasn't that big of a deal because a lot of people weren't getting pages like during school time, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, you had to be like a real bad kid. Who the fuck is trying to page you right now? <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, hold on. I need to go. I need to make a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you knew what that guy was up to. Yeah. I need to go to the yeah. phone call. <laughs> make a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> But you remember what, you know, they have these security guards now that are rented cops and shit. You remember what security was when we were in school? It was Kojak. Oh, yeah. one, one fucking guy yeah. that everybody loved because he was kick-ass, but you didn't want to get in his way because he'd beat your ass. Right. right. And he wouldn't even yeah, beat your right. ass. He'd just yeah. lift you up and drag you to the office. And then, you know, if you were serious, yeah, they'd call real cops. Security at our time, yeah. There was actually the grounds people. Now security is actual police officers at the school. <laughs> Yeah, and that speaks to, to me like of a, a shift in everything. It's it's not just that uh, the tech; it's the, the kids just don't have any respect for anybody over about twenty five years old. You know, like fuck you, old person. I don't need to listen to you. I have this thing, and I'm good to go. And, uh, we weren't like that. You know? Some kids were a few, yeah. but most of us weren't like that. Uh, we wanted to hear what they had to say back then. Right. And at some point, you know, all right, I got to slog through this for several hours. It'll be over, and I'll be, get to really fuck around when I get home. <laughs> and most of this stuff wasn't as boring as the, you know TV makes it out to be. We had some boring-ass classes for sure, but we had some interesting classes too. You know, it balanced out fairly yeah. well. If we I didn't agree. know all that yeah, shit, I'd... we'd be dumbasses now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At some point, something leaked in, and... <laughs> and whatnot. I mean, there were those teachers that would stand up there and drone, but there were several that had, you know, interesting things to keep the class involved, interesting things to say, and good activities. I think my favorite classes was always, uh, like, U.S. history and art. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I wonder why, yeah. 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 My only interest... (laughs) Let's see. Yeah, art, English, and PE. For sure. <laughs> I never really thought of PE as a class. <laughs> oh, man. Ex- I mean, extended it, recess. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I get, play, I get to play basketball or sports and stuff. Heck yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in there. <clears throat> I liked it when it was basketball and tennis that were electives. I didn't like it when it was general PE with like this dickhead who wants you to do whatever he wants you to do every three weeks. You know, like uh, my teacher, who was a complete dick, I was uh, Mr. Daly. So I had, he was the track coach. And when we got to the track and field section, it was like, you know, not a good time to be a fat kid in his class. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was all he could, you know, the, as close to going, run, you fat fuck, as he could possibly do without getting busted and inspired from school, you know. It's like, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, you know, you think about it when, you know, if you're, if you're overweight or if you're really skinny and weakly, uh, it's, uh, those classes were like the, the hard ones for you. You know, uh, you know, some of us took it for granted that we're athletic because that was just like a great class. You know, I never considered myself a jock. I was just athletic and I could, and I, you know, I was good at sports and I could pretty much everything they did, I could do it. But I was so geeky nerdy. I never put myself in like the jock category. Even when I was a wrestler and I was winning, 
the good majority of my matches, I still didn't consider myself like that jock guy, you know? Right. I was, yeah, I always, you know, I, you know, I was still always with my friends and then, you know, thing, even though I found out later, there were people who were legit afraid of me. Like they didn't want to wrestle me. They didn't want to do, you know, it was like, man, he plays, you know, it's hard to tackle him in football. It's just, but I never thought of myself as that person all the way through school. It wasn't until after school where I was even like, wow, you know? Yeah, and Don't with me, I mean, my, I, just, I, I, I never saw myself like that. I was the like tall kid that could, uh, you know, I could run fast, jump, uh, do things that, you know, people that were shorter than me thought were amazing. You know, I could touch the rim at a young age or, uh, you know, do flips or swing from this bar to the bar across the way. or It's just, uh, just things like that. I always like to do uh, well, I always thought I was Spider-Man, so. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that was, yeah, that's that's the other thing. They didn't know where our motivation was coming from. So that, I'm that's where my motivation is coming what from. I'm doing. <laughs> right. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I'm trying to be Spidey. Everybody that I'm going right? against is a bad guy, and I'm trying to defend the city. That's why I'm beating their ass. You don't know right. where my head at. It is not in this match. I don't care about these people. I'm in fantasy world right now. <laughs> right. If I could shoot webbing out of my hands, this would be a perfect world right now. <laughs> but <laughs> one day, yeah, yeah. yeah. they'll still sell those perfect web shooters. One day, they haven't. They still shoot silly string at this point, but the tech will catch up sooner or later. Yeah. Oh God, I can't wait. So what else happened in '79 that will trigger a, a memory? Uh, let's see here. The uh, the Sony Walkman went on sale for the very first time. It was before most of us got them, but that was when that debuted. Yeah, I, did not. How I much, was 10 how years before I got myself a Walkman. How much was it? Please the original one was, was probably about 200 bucks. I'd have to look that up. But the, the first ones, yeah, they were not inexpensive at all. Like by the time I probably mm-hmm. got one in maybe 83, they were down to about 50 or 60 bucks. I still didn't get me one until it was like, I want to say, I didn't have my first Walkman until, I want to say it was definitely eight, late 80s, 88, 89, because I can tell you exactly what cassette I would listen to when I was walking. It was um, a comedy concert of uh, Bill Cosby himself, and I always had that in my Walkman. I would always listen to Bill Cosby. Cool. Yeah, I still have that tape. Funny somewhere. now. Yeah, I didn't know what he was doing yeah. at that time. Uh, it goes with the Dukes of Hazard. You can't judge it on today's stuff. You got yeah, to right. remember it from right. what it was. Because otherwise, they remember it from what it was. Every, doctorate, every honorary, honorary doctorate that man got, it, they're taking it all away now. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, you don't think of it in one. the past view, though, all, all those Cosby Show episodes will be horrible to watch, and that's not cool because there was some good stuff in there for sure. You know, just, yeah. you just have to remove him from that and go, okay, well, in a different time hey, and, and place. At the end of the day, we still live in America, and you are still innocent until proven guilty. And as far as I can tell, he hasn't been arrested for a crime yet. Oh, and no. he definitely hasn't been convicted that's- of a crime. No, it's, the, it's because of the statute of limitations, though. That's mainly it. But it's coming. It's impending. You know there's some shit uh, on well, the way. Until it happens, 
He's still Eastcliff Huxtable. He's still I Spy. He's still, you know, the cause. It's hard. It's hard for me to not not to not be inundated by everything that's being said now. So right. He's not. He's not that to me anymore. It's. It's awful. See, the problem is feel- that whether or not he committed a crime, his image is no longer the guy that he was that we thought. You know, he was always like above yeah. all that kind of stuff. He was the Family Guy, and he, you know, not not yeah. the Family well, Guy, but he was a Family Guy. You know, he wasn't Peter Griffin. I was, I was in the mall. <laughs> where was I? Where was I at? Oh, I think I was in Target, and there was a shirt. That said, it was a with the Coca Cola logo on it, and it said, "Have a Coke and a smile" <laughs> on the T-shirt. And I was like, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he coined the phrase, but he did definitely say it. Yeah, that was their <laughs> slogan at that time. For sure. Well, tell Bill, I said, "Have a Coke and a smile," and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just oh, saw that, and I was like, "Oh, hmm." Capitalize, yeah. capitalize on everything you can, baby. Speaking of uh, fallen soft drink spokesmen, Michael Jackson released Off the Wall in 1979. There's another guy that... Whose legacy has changed in the time between we loved him and the way people think of him now? Jeez, seventy nine was a bad year for these people, eh? And you know, and, and 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 I can tell you this: Michael Jackson, even with everything, he's still really beloved, and it was just unfortunate what yeah. happened. And there is there is no person like Mike for people to make so many excuses for him. You right. know. It's like he did, if he did all, I mean, cause again, all of it is alleged. He was never convicted of doing anything. But yeah. people, even if he did do it, That's true. people were making excuses for him. He's been famous all his yeah. life. He never had a childhood. You know, he has this kid fantasy world. He doesn't see himself as a blah, 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 he, blah, he, blah, blah, blah. He really, he really hung out with too many uh Kids, though, I'm, I'm talking about like stars, like right. that's, that's out with Webster or the Corys. I mean, come on, that's, he did. But if did you ever read his book, like from maybe '87, '88, Moonwalker or whatever it was? Like it was actually he wrote the book and it was talking about his life and such with whoever helped him out. I'm sure. But when you read the whole thing, it was pretty clear that the dude never really got past the age of about 11. You know, like it, that's like his mental. You know, his outlook on life stopped that he never got out of childhood and into the adulthood thing like you, you would have, you know. So I, I think right. he, that he literally was, you know, he was obviously in bed with these children, but I don't think he was doing anything that you would do, you know, dirty because he was yeah. not quite at that stage of advanced readiness, you know. I don't know how that works, but. I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but it just always seemed like yeah. he, he was really fucked up and weird he was was asexual right he just wasn't he just hadn't hit puberty yet you know what i mean yeah in in some way another way yeah i look at it when you have someone has that much superstardom and people are falling out and passing passing out hating in front of you and whatnot and you're just known the world over your life isn't like everybody else's there's there's no comparison to it 
there's not even that many people who are stars that have that kind of megalomaniac fandom, you know? Like, in his heyday, even even after his heyday, I mean, he never really stopped having that kind of um, draw and attraction on people. It wasn't like, oh, hey, guys, his look, it's just Michael Jackson. million dollars this year. His estate made $100 million this year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it never stopped. It never, never stopped since the 60s. It never stopped, you know? So it's like, it, 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 that is a just, I think, a warped sense of reality at that point. So maybe, going to back what, what Frank was saying, maybe cocooning yourself in that childlike world was escapism. Way of dealing with it. The, the reality of, I can't even go, I can't go anywhere. I can't go anywhere. I can't go to the store. I can't do normal things. I can't do it. It, it doesn't just cause a disturbance when I go out in public. I mean, you have to have police protection. You have to have people guarded and stuff like that. I can't just walk through an airport. Like, celebrities walk through the airport, and yes, okay, they might get harassed by paparazzi. They might have people coming up asking them for photographs and stuff like that. He couldn't even walk through an airport. Oh, you yeah. know, without without a motorcade, like he needed, like like the president, like you need like people around. It's like when the Pope comes to town and shuts down the city, you know, because the vicar is trying to make you know a wide turn. You know, the whole city has to shut down. And how often does the Pope come? You know, and this is just probably like, never because uh, he's not allowed to. <laughs> 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 oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, I think he just had such a warped sense of reality because of his, he was a, a, a prisoner of his celebrity and of his fame more so than anybody ever has been. Like he can't, sure. he, he can't just go on vacation with his kids. He never could. He couldn't do it. Well, I mean, yeah, but and when they did, it was a media frenzy because there's always that's someone what I'm saying. That, I'm saying you couldn't, right? Yeah, you'd see I mean, those pictures of celebrity. Him. You know, he'd come out on the balcony to wave, and there's like fifty thousand people down below looking up. <sighs> yeah, that's that shit is crazy, man. That's crazy. You can't even really fathom that. You know? Yeah, I would. I would yeah. definitely so, be in panic mode at that point. Yeah, yeah right. And sure. I mean, going on, people. I mean, they, people love you so much, they're trying to grab pieces of you to have, yeah. like actual pieces of your body. <laughs> they're trying to hurt you, man. Oof. Yeah, Michael Maybe. needed that one person to say, Michael, I don't think this is a good idea, man. But, I mean, he could also do whatever he wanted to. I mean, that's why he destroyed his face and body, you know? Yeah, that's, man, a, that's what know. I'm saying. He was a dude that just did not know what he was. You know, that, that ties into that destroying his face and body. It's like he kept changing his face because he didn't know who he did, had no like sense of self, you know. And probably because mm-hmm. he had to be like you say, he had to hide away from everything. So yeah, it's a messed up way to be. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, and he, there wasn't even anybody to talk to, even his own family, because if the, if the rest of the Jacksons can still go out. I mean. Tito could walk up to me right now. (laughs) Hey, where's Tito? (laughs) This is that Jermaine dude. (laughs) Where's Tito? (laughs) Tito! (laughs) Tito is cool. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Tito rules. 
<laughs> he used to be in the village, people. Yeah. <clears throat> this is torture. Change it. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you say, hey, you kind of look like Tito Jackson. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't even think like I would walk by and say, you kind of look like. I mean, maybe <laughs> Jermaine, I would be like, oh shit, that's Jermaine Jackson. But the rest of them, no. <laughs> Marlon, <laughs> Tito, <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, 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 know, I would love Reggie Jackson if he came back from the dead and said something. <laughs> And, and, their, uh, and their one brother that went into acting, Samuel L. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I was quoting Samuel L. Jackson all night last night. That was fun. Oh, that's right. Yeah, dressed oh, as man. Nick Fury. There you go. That works. Yeah, yeah, I was dressed up as Nick Fury, but I was just quoting Sam from <laughs> everything he ever did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because there was that one point where I was clearly, when I, if I was like, look, I could take off the eye patch and I could be Samuel L. Jackson from Shaft. <laughs> You know, it's just like eye patch, Nick Fury. No eye patch, Shaft. I didn't change anything else on the costume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. Perfect. Down to your underwear, black snake moan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Who that white girl ain't got the devil in it? Uh, it's uh, got some Marvel Universe stuff. Seventy nine, Amazing Spider Man one ninety four, first appearance of the Black Cat. Yeah. Ooh. Big news for us. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. What, wasn't the uh, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man Black Cat relationship? Wasn't that always like the Batman Catwoman relationship? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that was, was what they were going for there. Yeah, version of it. Uh, Black Cat was hotter than Catwoman. I agree. I agree. See that? I, I'm probably. A and I, I, I'm saying that because I was just pro Marvel. Anyway, either <laughs> I'm so I'm so pro Marvel that yeah, all of that <laughs> I don't care if DC did it first, Marvel did it best. If Marvel did it first, DC was trying to copy. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the idea. That same year, they had uh, a Tony Stark demon in a bottle with drunk Iron Man. Oh wow, that was on the cover. That was that far back. That was '79. Yeah, 1979. They, they still refer to that now. So that was one of those plots that uh, that hung in forever. Mm-hmm. It's also the era of the Burn and Claremont X Men. So everything over there, like Marvel was kicking oh, ass in '79. Yeah, they were. Hold and uh, it's crazy back then, though. In '79, of course, I didn't um, appreciate it. I had some friends that were older that uh, had comics. I, they may have had long boxes. Did long boxes exist back then? I sure. kind of remember. I kind of remember seeing a long box of comics in uh, plastic when I was like seven or eight years old. I didn't know what it was about. I just knew that I wanted to get in there and read those comics, but they weren't mine. They were like uh, a collection of a um, my mom's boyfriend's brother. That's what it was. My mom's boyfriend's brother at the time. He was a big collector. And I remember, you know, he had a great, awesome collection. I got to see if I can contact that guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> comics. You know, I know this is but, uh, slightly off the, off the path, but I remember um, I would really gobble up and absorb comics, and I had my favorites. And then Ralphie introduced me to Power Packet. He just had, like, damn near, like, every issue that they had up to the current. And I was like, dude, a lot of Power Packs. <laughs> and I just sat and I just read all of them. 
felt like, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of liking the power play. <laughs> and then they switched everybody. I, I didn't like when they switched everybody's powers. Well, they switched with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like that. Yeah. And jump the shark. <laughs> Both ways yeah. are good, was, but I think the original setup was better, yeah. I agree. I agree. And uh, I was into I mean, New Mutants, too. I, I remember uh, my older brother, he had got me, uh, he got me the power pack because they were like close to my age. And I remember uh, he got me started on New Mutants. And I was, oh my God, I was so. I was a big fan of New Mutants, too. And I honestly didn't like it when the New Mutants went dark. I, I like the fact that yeah. New Mutants were different from the X-Men. You know, call them the baby actors or whatever. But I like that fact when, you know, Cannonball is all about to smack Professor X there in the face and whatnot. I was like, look. <laughs> all right, oh, but, no. uh-uh. <laughs> they went too far with that. It was like follow the yeah. mutants in Inferno and around there where everybody, you know, because X-Factor was more of a lighthearted thing and, uh, yeah. and New Mutants was off on their thing. And then after <laughs> those events, everything became super dark. Everything, and, got, and converged. everything got super dark. Yes. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. I mean, I, of course, again, being pro Marvel, I went along with it because of all Marvel comics, the X titles were hands down my favorite. And, you know, of all the other titles that I kind of fell off of, because, you know, I had Iron Man, Captain America, you know, everything. But um, the X titles were what I really just kind of stayed, maintained as I got closer to adulthood. Right. Just always yeah, and I, those stories. I'm always a fan of uh, Chris Claremont's run. That was like, you know, Chris oh, yeah. Mark Silvestri, um, uh, Jim Lee, of course. You know, oh, sure. And then Art That's Adams. I started buying, I, I started buying when Adams Jim Lee was drawing. There's an, uh, yeah. there's an Art Adams cover on the Uncanny 600 that comes out next week that's actually really good. 600? 600, yep. Oh, really? Wow. This got like 12 different covers, but uh, the Art Adams, I picked out, looking through the cover, I said, that's Art Adams, and I zoomed in and it had his signature. I said, yep, okay, cool. I, like, that's the best one. If I get to pick one out, I want that one. <laughs> I, I would have to say, completely loved Art Adams, and the only reason why I stopped loving Art Adams was on a personal reason, and it wasn't even that it didn't happen to me. It happened to Ralph when we went to the comic book convention. And you had asked mm-hmm. Art Adams to draw you, and he just did, what do you do? Like it was like a sarcastic, you're like, draw me something, and he drew like a, a line or something. There was something really corny that he did. And you're like, Art yeah. Adams, here you go. And I was like, what a and dick. I, I still have it, too. I still have it. But this <laughs> yeah, was, this I mean, was way we, back we were, the day, too, when we were like super young fans. We didn't know like the protocol I didn't know if I was supposed to, and I, I know I asked nicely. I asked Eric Larson. I was like, "Hey, uh, if you got a second, I, yeah, would you mind?" I remember something? Eric Larson actually drew something. He was he did like yeah. a cool thing. I mean, that was like yeah. the great thing: running around, collecting signatures, having people draw stuff and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, I remember Jim Lee drew me this dope ass uh, Punisher, and it was just. Punisher's face. Oh, he, like, he, didn't go, he didn't do the whole body. He just made it was Frank Castle's face. He was really angry. It was just a little bit of his hair, a really angry face. It was clearly it was the Punisher. Jim Lee signed it and did the same thing. I was like, this is fucking awesome. And then Art that Adams just, did that jerk move, and I was like, dude, <laughs> we're here. We're supporting this stuff. You can see this place is not even that full because again, during this time. Because this was actually WonderCon in Oakland. And mm-hmm. again, I mean, 
it was the building wasn't that packed. It really wasn't. And yes. all your favorite yes. guys were there. And this is when you could just walk straight up to them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Before the yeah, $25 ticket to for the uh, signature and stuff started, right? No one charged, yeah, no one charged money for it. They just did it. And sometimes they would look, and I really like the cool guys, and would look like, oh, you got this, and got this, you got this. And they would say, because on, you know, on my one page, I would have everybody, you know, yeah, do some stuff. Everybody would and sign would on like, a page. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, man, how'd you get him to give you one? And they were like, oh, man, it's went up there, you know? <laughs> yeah. We went to WonderCon for, I want to say, maybe six or seven years in a row or something like that uh, something like that yeah and uh, it was a, it was always a cool event for us too um i i can't remember let's see the first time i went uh i want to say i either went was it with you frank was it you and pat the very first time we went no i didn't get to go so i i remember pat went i, I remember I'm sure getting, i had stuck to doing something with my parents that day <laughs> Were you supposed to go? Probably, yeah. We're like seven bucks or something. I was like, how am I going to come up with seven bucks? <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, it was always cheaper to buy your tickets from Comics and Comics. Because I remember that, was always, that door price was always like really outrageous. Like, I ain't paying that door price off, but I can scrape up yeah, the six bucks like, and buy it from Comics yeah. and Comics. <laughs> and I remember the hardest thing every single year was to get somebody to take us to Oakland. Yes, before we can drive. Yeah. Yeah. Before we can drive. I remember one time, my buddy Mango, his sister, her, his sister's boyfriend took us. And yes. he had a, it was a, a, a Mitsubishi. A mini truck. Pup, mini truck that was lowered. <laughs> and it was a single cab. So we had to get in the, in the bed. <laughs> the bed, yeah. And it was hella cold, so he gave us like a blanket. <laughs> you guys get this blanket. And there was the three of us huddled up in the blanket going to Oakland. I remember in the morning it wasn't that bad, but coming home, I was like, it's fucking freezing. Yeah. <laughs> Driving in that Bay Area cold, oh my God. We were freezing. And we had this blanket, I guess it was, we tried to make a, we tried to make a no, Ford, <laughs> like a Ford out of it, and the guy driving Earl, he had to pull over because people were scared. They were like moving around on the freeway because they didn't know if this blanket was just gonna go at any second. They didn't realize that there was three kids <laughs> holding it down. <laughs> it's like you put yeah. your foot here, <laughs> I'll put my hand here, here, I'll put my other foot here, and then we'll have like a <laughs> it's like a camper show. <laughs> Yeah, it was a huge billowing thing on the back of this truck. It was hilarious. Oh, and just think about how highlight. dangerous that was. We were the three of us were in the back of a truck on the freeway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we used a to do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was a it was a mini truck. We was in a little ass truck. Not even carry. And again, we had the little Ford. And all we're doing is looking at all the signatures and stuff that we got. Who signed this? And I got this comic book, and he signed it. Yep. Couldn't be happier. Kid in a candy store. <laughs> and uh, it's crazy how much it's how much it's uh, gotten. Like Frank was saying, how they charge for signatures and stuff, and pictures and all that. And uh, getting a picture with an artist, 
your favorite artist that drew a comic book or your favorite writer who drew uh, who uh, wrote something that you like. I mean, that's yeah, uh, uh, and they're charging for that. That's crazy. Hell, now they Maybe sell uh, special variant covers of certain issues that are blank. It just has the logo and the you know the, whatever they require to have, and has a, a white blank page that you're supposed to you know, buy the issue for twenty bucks and then pay the guy twenty five bucks to draw something on it. Like, come on, no, I'm I'm good with this regular piece of paper. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. That. I can't do that. They've okay. taken most of the fun out of all of that kind of stuff now. It's all just, you know, if, yeah. no matter if it's that kind of people or if you're going to see, you know, the, the sci-fi and horror conventions and it's like, oh, cool, you know, Robert England is there. Oh, shit, 100 bucks to take a picture with him? Fuck it. You know, I'll take a picture with Pat in the but fucking red and yeah. green sweater. Bob Dylan. <laughs> all right, but to quote Bob Dylan, the times they are a-changing. And for us, it's like, wow, but the generation has grown up in it now, it just is what it is. You know? It is. So they're like, oh, uh, no problem. Where, there was I'm a cutoff. Concerts and all this other stuff. And it's like, like she told me, you pay $60 or something, $60, $80 to go to this concert that was like at Great America. And I'm thinking to myself, I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my thing. I'll go to Great America. I'm paying to go to Great America. And if there happens to be a concert, I'll watch it. <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> Paying admission plus the price of the park. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you? That's crazy. I'm not doing all that. <laughs> Who is it? Who's playing? It, it better be Michael Jackson. Yeah, I'm really. paying sixty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> they better animate his corpse and put him up on that stage because I am not I going for see, anything else. Yeah. <laughs> That's coming. And once they get no that hologram. hologram shit perfect, <laughs> once they get it perfected, they, there'll be a Michael Jackson world tour. Yeah, yeah I saw the, the the one that they did that was like eerie. That was kind of eerie. Yeah, they'll get it. You know, that's the that's the the trick version where they're bouncing the stuff off the mirrors and stuff. But before too long, they'll have laser projectors that can just straight up beam a Michael Jackson down from above. You know, and then then they'll be able to do that stuff. Probably within ten more years, they'll have some tech for that kind of shit. And then Tupac will be back, and everybody else. Yeah, they gotta just let it go. Jesus Christ. Well, it's, it's in crazy. one way you say that, but on the other hand, it's like, well, all the, the new artists are so lame that they kind of need somebody like that to come back and do a show. <laughs> you, know? you watch these new guys on stage, it's just bullshit. First of all, get, quit rapping in your skinny jeans. That ain't not hip-hop, I'm sorry. Dudes in skinny jeans and fucking berets and shit. Are we in France now? What's going on here? <laughs> God Put on damn. some fucking Adidas yeah. with no shoelaces and a tracksuit and get out there. Yeah. Thank you. Put a hat on. Pick a hat. It can be a hat like a shark's fin. They call me Charles. My hat is like a shark's fin. Or it can be a bowler. Well, that's what the, the, the hipster white dudes that drink Paps Blue Ribbon wear. They run DMC hats now and, and say things like, my lady. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? You know what? That doesn't work. Man. Don't say that. Ah, so what else? What else are we looking at? 79. Yeah, give me, give me, give me one more 79. Uh, Hulk and Spider-Man TV. Oh, that came out in 79? It did, yeah. God, and I watched the hell out of that show, too. <laughs> Man. Ah, the, the, beginning. The, first, the first thing I want to say about that, the execs who thought Bruce was too gay-sounding of a name, so they changed the character's name to David Banner. Yeah, I guess that they, they should have changed it to, uh, should have changed him to Caitlin Banner, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So maybe they weren't too far uh, off I, of the Bruce thing after all. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, that was bullshit back in the yeah. day. <laughs> but if they didn't call him I David Banner, there'd be a rapper without a name right now. So what are you going to do? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I used to love watching that show because uh, the opening credits were always great. And, uh, of course, when uh, you're always waiting for him to hulk out and uh, uh, do whatever, lift a car or, you know, never really did anything destructive because of that budget. But when it comes to, I mean, I think no, no other actor, I mean, Bill Bixby, and again, just not only just going from the kid's mind watching it, but just knowing as an actor and watching documentaries and clips on it and stuff. I mean, the way he played Banner, nobody else has was able to give there that much empathy and emotion yep. from him outside of arguably Mark Ruffalo and his stint as Hulk now. But I mean, I think it's more so on a series because, you know, week after week, you can see him going. Yeah, we had it. five years of uh, getting yeah. to know him. Plus, he had that super, super sad music at the end. Yeah. yeah, it made you feel bad <laughs> for him. And, oh yeah, you know, and then and then of course, Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk. I was watching recently, um, Pumping Iron, and and again, you know, watching it with my eyes now as opposed to when it came out or whenever I I know I didn't watch it when it came out. I must have saw like a videotape of it or something before. But to see how young those guys were, like they were really young. Arnold was young. And Lou Ferrigno was young, and Lou was really trying to train really hard to beat Arnold because they knew because he was supposed to be that guy. And Lou Ferrigno was, you know, touted as the next one, and Arnold was coming in there like, "Nah, you ain't the next one. I'm still here. You know, I'm still the man." And just knowing, you think not only did they think battle if, uh, there, if Lou would have won that. Maybe in like another uh, universe. Yeah, everything switched Alternate. around. What if, what if Lou Ferrigno won Mr. Olympia? <laughs> would yeah. Lou Ferrigno be the Terminator? Would he be the governor of California? Yeah. Would he yeah, have had sex with that maid, that, that kid that looked like him? <laughs> See, They wouldn't have let him be an actor to that level, though, because of his, his voice and stuff. With his uh, yeah. Hard, yeah. hard of hearing. And, and what was it? Because he was, he was hard of hearing. So he had those, those, those. But still, I mean, Arnold didn't sound like, I uh, mean, you just true. work with it, you know? That's true. You forget about know. that horrible accent that Arnold Schwarzenegger has. I know. California. It's not California. It's <laughs> California, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I, I missed that you whole missed era. It. I wasn't there. But, uh, that would have been pretty weird, I think, to, to have your governor be fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, and when you really think about it, I mean, he was going up against Gary Coleman, the porn star Mary Carey. Uh, who else was in that running? Uh, uh, an actual politician or two. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Brown. Jerry Brown. Who, I bet yeah, you still. Yeah, Jerry about Brown that. was always. Yeah, he was always the. I can be governor. I cannot be governor. It doesn't matter to me. Hey guys, I'm hip. I'm cool. I'm from the '60s. I mean, so right. he's always that plug and play governor for California. Anyway, is he your governor now? Jerry Brown. Yeah, he's. Um, yeah, I think he is. He's back. And, um, he doesn't even know. And I, He's like, okay. <laughs> and, and I think, if I can remember correctly, I believe Gray Davis just got ousted, right? That's how there was a seat open. Didn't right. he do something corrupt? 
he did something corrupt. And oh, I remember that guy being corrupt in the go. 80s, man. So that's not too surprising. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is, why would you want to take a job where you're taking a severe pay cut? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you just want to be the most powerful man on the planet. Most likely. Thank or you. woman. Lex Luthor, 2016. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Lex Luthor, you know how you can have a really good actor and just not just be in a role that you really should never have been in? That's Superman Returns. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> really good actor. He should have never did that. Never, yeah. ever, 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 ever. It was so bad. It was so bad. I remember sitting in the movie. There was, I was like... I was looking at Ralph, and I was like, this, is, this sucks, right? This sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> is that Parker Posey? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, uh, but... There was... There was a... Yeah, that was my that was my whole problem with it was another Lex Luthor harebrained scheme that had to do with land. <laughs> like yeah. again, did we already do this? Without Otis, I mean, this it was not happening. Thank you, <laughs> Otisville. <laughs> There's also talk that they're going to um, release the uh, Back to the Future Eric Stoltz edition. They, it's not complete, Ooh. but uh, they have yet to leak that footage. So yeah, at some point there, it'll probably come out. But uh, they're waiting yeah. for some. Well, that's what serious. I, they, they, they say interesting. Uh, I heard I saw an interview with like uh, Bob Gale. They were like, "Yeah, we still got all of that footage. At some point in time, we will release it and stuff like that." And I think maybe they're waiting for maybe Michael J. Fox after he goes. Well, that was what they were pretty much suggesting there was it yeah after at that point then we'll put that out but until then we're not going to do that yeah but, because uh, he is marty McFly. and yeah. the, the movie did work because um they did have like you said i, I did see a couple of those leaked quote-unquote uh shots with eric stoltz and it's so weird because it's mm-hmm. everything that michael j fox did it's just eric stoltz doing it so <laughs> you're like and it's just weird it's like and dark in a more intense and dark way, though. That's why they yeah, let it, him go. Right, it's intense and dark. And if you look at the pictures, the, part of the reason is they didn't have the wardrobe the same. Like, you know, the, the outfit that you think of Marty McFly came in with Michael J. Fox. So, you know, Eric Stoltz is wearing, like, a black shirt and, you know, something else. He's not wearing that orange vest and the jeans thing. So, yeah. it was, like, darker he by wearing, default. Yeah. And he was, like, smoking cigarettes and shit. You know, he was, he was that, like, a Christian Slater kind of character more than he was a Michael J. Fox, Alex P. Keaton kind of thing. So they needed that, yeah. that kid that you could recognize as being that, you know, that family ties kind of guy to, to do that role correctly. You know, with Eric Stoltz, yeah. it might have looked like Doc Brown was some kind of a pervert or something, you know. And then also, uh, lest, someone, lest we forget that Eric Stoltz was actually fucking Leah Thompson in real life, so the chemistry that they had was real. So when she was being attracted to her son, yeah. he's actually <laughs> attracted to her. And it's really, that's just... We're going really dark. Oh. Now We're I can't wait to see that footage. New level. Yeah. It, it, hey, steamy. <laughs> Marty McFly and his mom. Steamy. <laughs> I'm glad they fixed that before they finished it. <laughs> it would have yeah. been a different world. What they say? I think they did principal photography for like, what, like two months or something like that. And then they, 
had to let him go. They were like, it's not working. Yeah, you think of uh, Zemeckis' uh, body of work, and it's not it's not dark. I mean, it's lighthearted-ish, but with some undertones of, uh, you know, some real shit going on. But I'm, I'm still excited to see that at some point. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it, it will It'll be a special feature on some future disc. Yeah, yeah, it has to be almost uh, docu movie style, probably because they're going to have to fill it. Because since they didn't, you're not going to have a complete movie because they didn't finish. So right. they'll play it out, and they'll probably put in oh, clips. Oh, they can pull, pull them back, pull them back, and uh, <laughs> and finish have it. Have them play it now. <laughs> finish it now. A <laughs> 15 year old Eric Schultz playing a 17 year old kid. <laughs> And he that should wear the Pulp funny. Fiction wig. <laughs> I'll only see that if he wears the makeup from Mask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a mic dropper right there. <laughs> That does it for this episode. Check out our website at RetroNerds252.com for links and show notes. Tune in Friday nights at 9 for FNA, the new live show from Amy the Dream Master and Friends. You can find that on our YouTube page or through the link at RetroNerds252.com slash FNA. Keeping with our 1979 theme, we leave you with this one from the Dead Kennedys. Thanks for listening.
Mm -hmm. I, I'm Donna. Pull yourself together.